Hello, this is Zach, and you are listening to the Point Momentum Podcast, where you will find insightful, life-filled, and experience-based discussion as we delve into issues related to health, wellness, family, and life. Point Momentum, moving families and individuals into greater wholeness and strength. Enjoy! Welcome to the Point Momentum Podcast. Guys, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, you, you really are going to enjoy this one. And it fits. Guaranteed. Gar- guaranteed. Uh, and it fits, uh, it fits directly in the kind of trajectory we've been going as we talk about different social systems, as we talk about health, as we talk about wellness, as we talk about balance, right? Uh, for the last period of time on this podcast, we've delved into how to be a healthy human being. And that goes more, that goes into mental health, psychological health, physical health, uh, social health, all those different components. Uh, and we've looked at, you know, anything from what I've done in the, in my office to different social systems. Right. And today we are going to look at, this is our, I've, been, I've been really excited about this one and I've been planning it for a bit and we've just, we haven't been able to to kind of get it rolling. But today we have Terrell Spencer with us, uh, who is the founder of Across the Creek Farm. He founded the Across the Creek Farm in 2007, where they grow pasture-raised poultry pork and other sustainably raised meats. Uh, along with this, in to, around 2017, Spence partnered to open up a USDA-inspected slaughtering facility for independent poultry farmers in the region. And this is this is pretty rare. I think this is one of only a handful available to independent farmers in the nation, right? Boom. Boom. You speak the truth, I my speak friend. speak the truth. The, speak is, this, the, the truth has been speaking. Speaking. That's a word. Speaking. Speaking. Spoken. I mean, it's a gerund. It's a gerund. <laughs> <laughs> He's also, also uh, started Arm to Farm, a program designed to expose active duty and military veterans to farming as a potential occupation post-military service. How are we doing today, Mr. Spence? I'm doing fantastic. I, I like Mr. Spence. Yeah, you like Mr. Spence? Uh, I, I might use that some more. Yeah. I'm say fantastic. I spent most of my day wrestling with a feedline auger motor in, yeah. It was, it was it was actually not pleasant <laughs> pulling <laughs> motors and <laughs> you say, auger lines. Would you say it won or you won? I would say right now it's a tie. It's a tie. I, it's I mean, a draw. I, I tore that sucker up. I'm about four hundred dollars less than where I thought it was <laughs> going to oh, be at this geez. time, and I had to order a twenty dollar PVC piece oh, nice. online. But I nice. think we're going to get it fixed. Nice. So I've got like twelve tons of feed. That says I need to get it fixed because I can't get it. <laughs> oh, you can't. Is that what I this can't is? Get it? Yeah. It, it's like a big spiral that pumps the feed out of the bin uh, for our laying chickens. So nice. So it's all stuck up there. So the chickens. Are, I'm imagining Spence. Yeah. The chickens down there below it, longingly looking up at the feed. Yeah. While you're, you That's know, a cute image wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, wrestling would be good. Wrestling yeah. the the apparatus, trying the to apparatus, get everything fixed. Good. The apparatus. Yeah, yeah my problem is right used now. Fancy words. Today. My feed situation for my laying hens is potential, but tomorrow I need it to be actual. It needed to be actual, <laughs> actual, <laughs> and it won. It'll stay potential. So will will it be actual by tomorrow? Yes, in a very <laughs> difficult way. It'll be it'll be temporarily actual. Temporarily actual. In that the guys that broke it will actually have to bail feed out with buckets, not me. Oh wow. I'll be inside like drinking coffee or something. 
That's what farmhands are for. And anytime there's hard work, I go work on emails <laughs> <laughs> or pack orders on the farm. There's a little nothing, secret about me. There you go. There you go. There's nothing wrong with a good email. So some email work. Yeah. You know, that's exhausting. It exhausting. Is. That's email why work you need to put farmer. automation. That's something we've done recently. True. Automate those emails. Automate them, buddy. Just random generator. I'm stepping yes, into the 20th no, century. Maybe. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Spence. Inter- t- tell, I mean, I, I gave my introduction. It's beautiful. T- tell us about yourself. <laughs> tell us yeah. about yourself. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm Spence. You may have picked that up. I have chickens. I'm a pasture poultry farmer. I'm here. I, I Before I farmed, I was uh, uh, a soldier that, you know, got out of that started farming there was a connection between the two and uh started farming for more kind of therapeutic reasons and uh started off with 30 chickens and then ended up we're doing 12 to 15,000 a year now and it's my full-time job we've got a couple employees uh the big thing if you were to say Spence how are your chickens different and I really don't refer to myself in the third person a lot I know that sounds, it makes me sound like a certain type of individual I'm not that guy that is, maybe I am I Bob don't know Dole. it's been Bob a while Dole. since I've assessed Bob Dole Bob Dole Spence Spence, Spence. chicken so uh, if you were to say owner of across the creek farm yes <laughs> how is your chicken different and it's that we move them daily across pastures so they're not in chicken houses which is where the vast majority of chickens are raised um, or how they're raised. But, you know, they're outside They're in, we move them every day. It's good for the land, good for the chickens, often good for the farmer. <laughs> uh, and, and that it is a lot of work. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, I know we'll t- discuss some of these things, but if you were to think of what is, what's the cheapest meat available, typically, if you were to walk in the store per pound, what would it be? That's a good question. I'm going to go with chicken probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? What is the most difficult meat to raise? And with the chicken farmer asking you these questions. I mean, I'm going to go with chicken. That's right. <laughs> it's really weird. It yeah, is weird. That is weird. Why is that? It's the man, it's a whole podcast. It's a lot of social stuff. It's a uh, it's a you know, it's probably a whole podcast series or an entire podcast. I mean, is it just own. kind of is it political? Is it? Well, is they're, they're like fragile. What's the gist of it? Yeah. The chickens are fragile. I mean, when you look at like a, um, you know, a 1200 pound beef cow out there, you know, cows get rained on, they're in the snow. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Chickens get rained on or if they're in the snow, they die. Yeah. You yeah. know, like raccoons so don't cheap? kill cattle. Not, why, why are they so cheap though? That's why they're hard to raise. They're cheap because of the system that's been built around them. Um, it's kind of a mass quantity thing. And yeah. it, it really is it, you know, it's interesting. You hear in the conventional poultry industry, a lot of times they don't refer to their chicken farmers as chicken farmers, they're operators. Gotcha. And, and it's because it is, it's more of a kind of assembly line system. Um, there's, it's just, and I mean, it's true with all agriculture, like dairy would be, fall under the same, but there's just a lot of in, uh, inequity in the system um, in terms of risk, financial stuff. So, uh, and I know that's not where we're going to go with this, but, you know, it's just people want cheap chicken. And, the, and so like, you know, a lot of corporations now, because they're beyond regional, they're beyond, you know, people want cheap chicken. So you're going to find cheap chicken, you know, yeah. at whatever cost. I mean, is it basically 
I mean, just the the chicken house, like the traditional big silver, very long mm. football field sized chicken houses that just house how many how many chickens do one of those houses? Man, that's like it just depends if it's a laying house, if it's a um, and we'll I, say for chicken, I, yeah, meat for for a broiler, I mean. 30,000, 50,000. So they're and, I, doing, and I may be completely off because like everything's changed since last time. But that's not your... Yeah. No, that's it's not, not your bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, that's Earth and I'm on Mars, you know? Yeah. But say, yeah. If, I don't know. And my numbers, if you're a chicken farmer listening to this, you know, you're probably ripping your hair out. But say 50,000 <laughs> chickens. I do know the average chicken house. I think I was reading some... But see, all my stuff's really dated. Um, but, you know, like... It wouldn't be abnormal, I think, to spend half a million dollars on a chicken house right now. Really? But the the deal is, like, you can't get a loan on them. Hmm. So the government has to back them because they're not, like, it's a... According to Google, 20,000 chickens. 20,000, yeah. Chickens grown commercially for meat typically spend their lives confined in the warehouse-like building, each packed with as many as 20,000 chickens. Now, that's just a quick Google search, so who who knows how accurate that is. Well, and, and, and then there's also chicken houses that are two stories yeah now, yeah <laughs> which is like crazy especially when you see those are like certified organic you know and that kind of stuff um uh which is an interesting concept right um yeah did you know i think there's one chicken farm that raises in houses and they produce 10 percent of the nation's organic eggs really think about that say that again now what? there's one chicken farm that produces 10 percent of the nation's organic certified organic eggs in their chicken houses huh Think about the scales. Like yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's sound. nuts. And they're charging a ton for those eggs. Yeah. And they're no different than. <laughs> Why are they organic? This is my organics a scam. We're, we're cutting right now. Yeah. Just cut straight yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Like, like, honestly, like, why do they, what's the deal with that? Well, like, what, well, you know, like, because it makes a lot of money. <laughs> but, I mean, you could make five cents a dozen or you could make, you could like, I don't know, make. 20 times as much just by, or how I'm not sure what the margins are because I'm not in that industry, but you can, you know, you see, you can buy a, a, a carton of eggs for 99 cents mm-hmm. yeah, or you could buy a carton of eggs for $5. I mean, what's the, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what's the, uh, do, do they do any testing with that stuff as far mm-hmm. as now I know that there's certain regs for the different classifications. Yeah, so right? we're talking about organic. So organic versus not organic. Yeah, organic's actually part of the Code of Federal Regulation. So it's a CFR. I used to know this. I was actually, did work as an organic inspector, went through the training um, up in, where did I go? Up in Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. Was there with people who actually are the enforcement branch. Mm-hmm. At the time, this was years ago, I was there with the enforcement branch of the USDA for the organic program. Yeah. It was two people. <laughs> they were in charge of all the, the enforcement the stuff coming in and, and, and produced inside the United States. <laughs> two people. Nice. So, uh, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's pretty much, it's a weird kind of cobbled together, unstrategic thing. It's, it's verified by third party certifiers. So there's a code of federal regulation. There's a bunch of rules. Mm-hmm. There's a board, which now has kind of become dominated by the industry. Um, and like the various industries and then there's, um, that kind of, they, they weigh in on rules and that kind of stuff. Like, can we, should we allow this chemical? Should we not this medication? Should we allow it and still let something be organic? Yeah. Blah, blah. And then there's these, this, the way you get organic is you find a certifier and they certify you. 
well, the, and kind of the, the trick is like, if someone tells you, you can't do it, there's probably someone out there and there's a couple that That'll that are known can. for it. If you, if, really? if you have enough money, someone will certify you. Really? So yeah, there's, Jeez. and then there's all, you know, like there's not enough organic grains and so things are shipped in and, um, yeah, you know, and, and there's a, a year ago, there's, I think it's a year ago, there's this kind of big thing of a tanker load of grain from, I think it was from around the black sea or Eastern Europe started off when it started its journey it was just regular grain by the time it can't got to america the 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 cash value had like went through the roof because somehow it'd become organic on the way <laughs> it found the right paperwork yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know like yeah so there, there's stuff like that when you and when you think about an organic system when you're going to like whatever big box store and buying the organic mm-hmm. you're trusting yeah. you're trusting a label and that label is put there by a certifier and what you're really trusting is that someone maybe one check a year you you know and it's like so you know it's not like there's not someone continuously monitoring yeah and so that's why a lot of if that stuff is important you know we always say push it local know your farmer all that jazz yeah Yeah. and that would be who me you would know me you would would like what we do or not yeah so yeah push it local know your farmer yeah that to me is the you, you hear those, there's so much out there on food these days. Yeah. Like you can go to Netflix and, you know, I, I, like just yeah. documentaries on food all over yeah. the place. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere from cooking to talking about so stuff. Where like do you this. even start? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I was watching something on olive oil the other day, how that like, you know, certain percentage of the olive oil we have is not really olive oil. Olive oil. oil. Yeah. As Fish. Fish is another one that's like that. Yeah. 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 It's crazy to me because like uh, food is a, I don't know. It's it. Everybody touches it. It's it's yeah. like a pervasive social system. Everybody touches it. Yeah. And our food system, to me, from my perspective, it's like we're inundated with highly processed, fake, fake, cheap foods. Right. Uh, and and it's and and the foods that you get at the grocery store, you can't hardly trust. Right. All right. I mean, unless you're super highly educated and know right. exactly what's going on. Uh, and then and then you've got the local farmers who um it's they're there yeah but it's not as convenient to get the products you yeah. generally speaking right is right. that fair to say and yeah i mean as opposed to now you can go to walmart and drive up and they yeah they feel i'm really bad about buzz marketing other companies yeah. uh, so <laughs> i don't think, shout out to walmart out i mean walmart. i don't think that's a secret Ching. we're in arkansas yeah yeah uh i'll give harps that's another local chain we'll give them their due too. harps go, go to harps go to walmart you can get everything at a boom, relatively boom, boom, boom. reasonable yeah. price yeah relatively quick where if i want to go local and know the farmer and know where it's come from and and, and we we and, deliver and, to your doorstep to but that's beyond yeah you do but in northwest arkansas in northwest arkansas right. i mean Ma- like, maybe in the future nationally but you know yeah, and so a couple of years out from that yeah a couple of years out from that i look forward to that Breaking yes news. we, we look out, forward to our across the creek farm orders for sure very good very good what's sausage. your what's the favorite thing you that we make of yours uh you know i like i mean this is what as far as my favorite like we like your whole chickens we like the eggs and i can tell you like the first time i ordered you guys eggs and used them yeah like because I'm used to these real thin, you know, cheap Walmart eggs. Yeah. Where you kind of barely have to touch them to crack yeah. them. 
and yours, I was like, I cracked it, yeah. and it didn't crack, and I was You're like, like what standing in the world? on it, and then finally, like, I slammed it pretty hard, and it like just shattered <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but I was like, dang, that's that that that's that's why our food's so expensive. Yeah, and then the first time, because I make this chicken soup at the house, and I'll I'll like just totally from scratch. I'll boil yeah. a chicken. You know, take it out, break it down, yeah. use the stock. And I'm used to using these little flimsy little Walmart chickens. Yeah. And the first time I used you guys, it was a drastic difference with the amount of just kind of fat yeah. uh, that came off that chicken yeah. inside of my, my stock. And what, color, I, what I, color was the fat? Uh, I want to say it was like a yellow. That's beautiful. Right. Isn't it? That yeah. was, I was That's afraid good. I was going to say the wrong That's thing, good. but I'm pretty sure it was yeah, yellow. Yeah. And, and, and I had to like increase the amount of water because I was like, holy cow, this is like, yeah, way more stuff than what I'm used to, and, and it if, was noticeably different. And if you set it in the fridge, it turns like into gelatin. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, it's like it something out of the fifties. <laughs> so okay, but let me going back to that. Yeah. You know, those are both the same birds. It's oh, the really? same breed of birds. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, it's so. What makes it different is the processing and the management. So it's it's how yeah. we do things, and you know, like just. You know, that's the reason you mentioned in the intro that we, we have our own processing plant. That was big because it gives me control of every step from we get our, our birds, our chicks in from like day zero. They're they're less than 12 hours old when we get them. And then really? a lot of times I'm the one that, that actually kills them or, or me or my farmhands. I'm right there. I'm never more than typically than 15 foot away. Yeah. And, uh, and and we do it and you know we try to do the best that we can for the birds and that's what produces the quality but between the feed between the daily movement between the the bugs and the the grass uh and all that and just the way we kill them we you know like we're very clean when we do it uh we hang them we we have the same inspectors that work at a tyson plant will come and inspect our chicken and they're mm -hmm. right on the line and and Usually, I've had multiple experience with inspectors saying these are the these are the best birds I've ever seen. Yeah, you yeah. know, I've had inspectors who how do I how do I purchase your product? I can't give it to them. They can't do it at the plant. They have to like do it on their own time when they're off because of conflict. <laughs> but they're like, how do I? Yeah, you know, you know yeah. how and they will actually go into the store and buy our stuff. Yeah, at a higher price. Yeah, um, multiple people in the chicken industry will buy our stuff. I've ha I've had people at we have some of the big international chicken companies that buy our stuff. Like, really? Yeah. It's like that phrase when you know how the sausage is made, you know? Yeah. And there are plenty of people that work in the industry and hit, hit the Mickey D's, you know, and get the chicken sandwich. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's just, it, anyway, it's just interesting that it's the same bird. It's just management makes that much difference. Would you say as a whole, the food industry is moving towards greater management towards better management practices or is it moving away from or is it just kind of stale and stagnant they're moving to greater profits greater profits and they go wherever that is yeah i mean it but but it's un it's unrealistic and kind of unfair to expect a company to do anything else like mm -hmm. when you see all the social stuff that's not true i don't know i don't believe that's true like for a company um especially these big international ones. I think there was, their company is a small size where I think that is kind of true, mm -hmm. but at those levels, it's not. Um, and, and you know that by the way that they, they, yeah, you, you know, you just, you know it just by looking around. Um, 
But uh, now, does the consumer want a more sustainably raised product? And if we were to step back, uh, I think it'd be good to kind of just define what sustainable agriculture is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it would be just growing, producing food, fiber, that kind of stuff um, in a way that that can be done, let's say, in perpetuity perpetuity there you I like go it. i like it you got the you got the golden tongue my friend i don't think i would have gotten it unless you had started it so <laughs> i got the studies <laughs> so uh you, you know and the the problem is with humanity is that we're very short-sighted very so if uh i've seen like i pictures in national geographic from the 30s where from the dust bowl where there was like a patch of grass mm-hmm on this mound and it was like four foot tall, a little patch of grass and that grass had held the soil. And what you realize is all of the soil has washed away or yeah. blown away, you know, in the dust bowl and that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we look at like aquifers, which are underground water systems where we pump like well water out mm-hmm. that have, you know, in the thirties you could tap their 20 foot down and now they're like 500 foot down in less than a century of us being here farming. And so I, I kind of feel like a lot of our, our system, the, the more industrialized it gets, the more we, f- we focus industries, it, it is a, a little bit of a house of cards. And so to be sustainable, you would look at kind of three, there's three kind of generally, we were talking this beforehand, three kind of general areas, right? You would look at um, environmental, and that's the one that a lot of people focus on the environmental, you know, uh, it has to be socially sustainable and it also has to be economically sustainable and the socially could go all the way down from to the animals and the welfare of the farmers. Cause some types of farming are really hard emotionally, really hard mentally in that they're just, you don't get a lot of rewards. And I think that's true for a lot of jobs. It could be manufacturing, teaching, mm-hmm. whatever. And then there, then, um, social would all go all the way up into like, social systems and of course these all blend over like you would look like regional or community living you know so for instance like the consolidation of the dairy industry i th- i did a podcast i have my own podcast and we talked about these so the numbers are going to be off but like since the 70s our our neck of the woods has lost about 99 percent of the dairy farms really yeah so i think there's there might be one in the ozarks in arkansas yeah. And there used to be like thousands. Yeah, what's up with that? I every time I buy milk, I have the image of like watered down. Oh yeah. Like that's just like and I and I kind of cringe when I get milk. Yeah. But I don't know like but like one gallon will cost two dollars. Yeah. And another one's gonna cost four dollars. And another one's gonna cost six dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, I it's just a crapshoot on which one I grab. And and you know it's crazy. <laughs> Like they're probably all the farmer, same. Well, and farmers can't make money off of it. Even though milk prices go up, it never makes its way down to the farmer. Yeah, you know. And so you look at like uh, social systems, like in the com- conventional poultry industry, they have like what's called a tournament, mm-hmm. where um, you know I think a lot of times we think of farming as a inherently collaborative. You, you know, um, and that's been my experience, even dealing with commercial guys. Uh, but you know the way that ch- the poultry industry is set up, it's called a tournament system. Where if you have 10 farms in a tournament, it's like you're in a group. It's kind of like 
being in a conference in basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody, and you get paid, like the first guy gets paid this much. So like the, the first, the top tier, you can make pretty good money and, and be profitable and excel. The middle tier is maybe break even, but you still got a lot of debt. The third right. tier is you lose money. Yeah. Now, what separates them maybe like fr- they could all be like you could have like the top 10 best poultry farmers in the country but someone's going to get hosed <laughs> yeah. yeah and someone's going to lose their farm and their business you, you, you know like cuz you can't take too many hits without going out of business mm-hmm. so you know like and so what that does is it creates a system where I'm not going to help you cuz if you if you do better than me that hurts me yeah. You know, so you even look at like and and that was done like because of unions, that kind of stuff. Like it, it's a way of kind of separating out and it's it's really smart you, you know from the company's perspective, but what does that do socially? You, you, you know, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden we're my brother's best or the farm down the road. And when you look at uh, you know like if so and so falls out, it's better for me. Yeah. And and the issue with with and even consolidating like bigger is better. Um, the current secretary of agriculture, you know, he made a statement last year or this past year where it was like, you know, in America, the big get big and the small get out or the big get bigger and the small get out. And, you know, like that's actually horrible for farming communities because if I can produce, so say, you know, if I can produce a million chickens where maybe 20 years ago it took 10 farms to do that mm-hmm. a year. Well, what happens? So now you have one farm doing it yeah. and you've lost 10 farm. But those are like nine families that aren't there. So when you look at like schools closing in rural areas, you look at all the jobs that would come off of that. Um, you know, one of the things for me about sustainable agriculture, like our farm, we are horribly inefficient and our prices are higher. But the amount of that inefficiency is kind of by design. Yeah, inefficiency <laughs> by inefficiency design. Inefficiency by design. That, that should be on the, the, yeah. the tag on your farm. <laughs> yeah. Across the creek farm. Inefficiency <laughs> by, by design. design. Pay more because I can't get my stuff together. <laughs> Pay, more. <laughs> Pay more for that yellow fat. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like, but when you think about it, inefficiencies where people are, you, you know, like, mm-hmm. So I, you, you see these companies, I think one of the big ones in our neck of the woods, I think I saw they posted profit quarterly profits or sales of one, uh, 177 billion. I think I saw that on the news. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that is, you, you know, and when you see that, like that consolidation is great and it's more efficient and it's, it's all that, but people have to have jobs. People have to have work, you know, you know, if you could get it to where, all, all, everything's done by one guy yeah. in the world. Well, that's great, maybe in terms of efficiency. But what, what does everybody else do? You, you know. Yeah, and I think that too. I mean, the work thing is a like. There's multiple pieces to that. that oh yeah. I personally would be interested in. I mean, the work piece would be one, but the other piece is the quality of food that we're getting. Right. Right. Like, so I want to be able to go to Walmart and get at least close to the quality that you produce never happen right there right yeah and the only way that you say it never happens and it, you know, it, well it i said it it will never happen. yeah yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah it will never happen but i mean 
that for that to actually ha- like if that were to actually happen, right? You would have to totally redesign our whole agricultural system. Yeah, I, right? I just don't think it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it, we're, and that's we're not probably knock- too far gone. Yeah. Well, it's and it's not even. I don't even think it's a. It's a thing. There's nothing wrong with eating conventional chicken. Maybe I mean. There's a lot of that statement, but you're not going to like die from eating conventional chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like I was in the military and I ate MREs, which some of them were probably from the Gulf war, like, and I was in really good shape, you know, I mean, humans can digest a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's part of the reason we're still around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now if it's now it may not promote long-term health and all that, but you know, like when we talk about social aspect of food and, and being socially sustainable, right. So like you can go, I can go buy a bag of chips for Mm -hmm. 99 cents, but a pound of broccoli cost me like, like I saw a head of lettuce was $4 at our store, but I can go buy some America's favorite onion flavored snack. Yeah, you know, like, Fun, is that Funyuns? Are, are we speaking about Funyuns? I don't, right I don't. Now? See the buzz marking. I was just I'm all testing about it. you. I'm okay, you're all about. about you know, hey, I, I like Funyuns. When I think of Funyuns, I think about junior high. Yeah, we had we would go out on the the little playground, which is basically the football field, the old football field, and they had a little snack thing set up, and they would sell Funyuns. The little bags. Now they were probably not. I don't know. Back then, I don't think they were the little bags. I think they're just really? normal size bags. Yeah. Like, like not like full bags, but normal yeah. size kind of individual serving. Funyuns are actually pretty expensive, and I think they're modern. Okay, kind of. But that's my. Anytime I see think of Funyun, that's what that, that I have this image of junior the, high, junior high football field, walking yeah. around, chatting with people, trying to convince somebody to buy me some Funyuns. <laughs> because <laughs> I never had any money. Bum and funny. Where did these kids get money? I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any, and I wanted Funyuns. <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead, go ahead. But you know, when you think about going and getting potato chips or any any snacks, like or yeah. soda, I think soda would be a great example, right? You can get a ton of calories from soda. Heck yeah, you can. And we have, and we have, <laughs> and, and one of the pr- crises now many, I mean, I know the pandemic's kind of stolen the light, but kids are obese. Yeah, you, oh, you know, o- obesity, kids, adults, it is like a systemic problem. And if it was a problem, yeah, you know, you would figure like you look at food policy, like your focus nationally on, yeah. on where your values are, look at food policy. So the crops that are subsidized mean that I'm guaranteed an income. Yeah. Like say I plant so much and I only harvest like 20%, the government makes up, they pay, cut me a check to make up for the rest. The crops that are subsidized, if you, if you wanted to fuel obesity, what are some of the things you would like Subsidize? make as dirt, dirt cheap? Sugar? Yeah. It's like a cartel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the government actively protects yeah. sugar. You look like just straight up sugar. You look at corn, you look at soy, you wonder why soy's in everything. It's because you can do a lot of stuff with it, but it's subsidized. Wheat, you you know, none of these things are like, they're all starches. They're all, you you know, grains. Corn is where we get corn syrup, cheaper than sugar. Yeah. You'll notice things that aren't in there are broccoli. (laughs) Things that aren't in there are like fruit. So the government says eat fruits, eat vegetables, but they subsidize and financially support and drive the price down as much as possible on 
on these grain crops. Yeah. And those are also the most environmentally damaging, you know? And at the same time we've, uh, yeah, it's just like when you, food is kind of a societal thing. And when, um, and the problem with America is it's, it's just kind of been hodgepodge together, you know, yeah. and what's best for society isn't the most profitable. Isn't what happens necessarily. Yeah. And there's just, you know, when you reduce it down to like the great thing about local agriculture that I tell people is that if I sell you something bad, you could, you could like come knock on my door at midnight yelling in a fit, you know, okay. but, and we never had it happen, but I have, we have had stuff that's ish, you know, we've had stuff that was, you know, for whatever reason, um, it, it wasn't done right. And we have customers call and say, Hey Spence, this happened. One, I want to know so I can go figure out what happened and, yeah. co you know, cover myself and, and get it fixed. But also, you know, I want to replace that. Um, but it also, like, when I'm making something, so if I make sausage, there there's things I could do to make the sausage cheaper that might affect quality a little bit. Um, but I don't. You know, like, we mm -hmm. make all of our own mixes by hand just because, you know, I'm like, man, yeah. I'm charging good money for that. And people don't, there's a lot of off-label ingredients you can use where I don't have to put them on the label. I don't do that. You know, there's, there's stuff like when you go, uh, Carla and I were talking, I'll give a shout out to one of my conventional pork companies, Jimmy Dean. You heard of them sausage. Jimmy Dean. Like Carla, uh, my wife, Carla, she, she's in the food system from a different angle, but she was having a discussion with someone about how Jimmy D is like no fillers, all meat. Right. And so what does that imply that other people have? Yeah. You know, and there's this thing, if you look, especially in a lot of fast food, you yeah. see this thing called, uh, what is it? Micro crystalline cellulose. That sounds frightening. Yeah. It's wood pulp. Oh, what? <laughs> it's, it's what's they it take, in? they take like wood and you can reduce it down to a form where it's cellulose, which is just fiber. So it's a way of bulking it up and it's like, it's good for you. It's fiber. And you know, I don't. I actually don't know if, on a fundamental level, if it's that much different molecularly than just getting plant-based fiber. I mean, that's one yeah. of the arguments. Like, look, it's good plant-based fiber. But if I told you, I was it sounds mixed, sketchy. Yeah, it doesn't. It like yeah, and maybe it isn't. But there's still part of being human that's like, I don't want wood pulp. <laughs> I don't want wood pulp in, in my, my burger. I don't care what burger. you call it now, how much you, and in, it's just in, like a in white. In my powder. mind, I'm, I will now see that in, in Taco Bell refried beans. That's yeah. where my mind went. See, this is where you're going to get a lawsuit. They're just going to come at you. Was it Yum Brands? I think they're coming at you. <laughs> come they at got me. KFC and Taco Bell. Come at toast, me. man. Come at me. Big come tacos coming. After Big, tacos. <laughs> Big tacos coming. Tuesdays never be the same again. Yeah. You know, a lot of it too is honestly, it just in America, um, and these problems aren't unique to America, but we, we let so much like, and it's just the way we've chosen by default or whatever, like money is speech, money is power. You know, we see that with like, yeah. with the elect campaign election laws, right? Citizens United. So you got enough money, you can make anything happen. You can get whatever laws you want passed. You can get whatever, I mean, t within reason, but some of them are pretty sketch, you know? And so like in my industry, like there's a bunch of, of claims like regulate, like there's claims on meat. Mm -hmm. It's not so much for vegetables, but on meat and the branch of the, the, the feds that I deal with, you know, there's claims. So if you ever wonder, like 
if you buy one of my chickens, it doesn't say pasture raised on the product because we don't have enough clout to get that on our label. Even though other people can get it on their label and they never let their chickens touch grass. So that's like a protected term or something? Well, yeah. Like so there's, raised. yeah. And that, that one's kind of sketch because it's, there's a lot happen around that particular pasture raised. Did you say pasture bread? Pasture bread? Bread. Pasture bread. Pasture, like bread. Pasture bread. B R E D. Like bread on pasture? Like, like bread on pasture. I'm just thinking of different ways to verbiage it. If they got that word protected, there's another bird they haven't protected. Well, nothing with pasture on it. I nothing. actually have a friend who is like, they're called Ozark Pastured Beef, and uh-huh. they're probably some of the best people in the country at grass fed beef. Like, yeah. I mean, Ann Wells, she's a veterinarian. She's been doing it for like 40 years. Yeah. This other guy, Ron Morrow, who's a great, was a grazing specialist for NRCS. It's the government that does the part of the ag department that does the like environmental stuff yeah. and agriculture. And uh, they've run into an issue because their name for decades has been Ozark Pasture Beef. And so someone in the government is going at, how can you prove that, that pasture I mean, look. I mean, I just, I just be like, look out my yeah. window. But define pasture. That, that's where it, there's no government definition of pasture. So, like, and and that's where, and so they don't let you put it on the product. It's a, it's a illegal term. So, like, which is kind of a stinker move there. But and that's a whole deal. But you know, it just comes down to honesty and labeling. Like, so if I were to say, Zach, here is a natural chicken. Like, yeah. have you ever seen that 100% natural? 100% natural. What What is a hundred percent natural? If you buy, I mean, that's a super vague term. Yeah, but what what would you think? Like, if you're like, okay, I mean, I mean okay, I I am pretty skeptical when yeah. I look at things. So it, when I see that, and uh, it's what what it's trying to get you to think is it's you know organic that it's yeah, a lot, it's like a green leaf it, and it says 100 yeah, percent natural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think the chicken's been you know, on a field in a pasture. And I mean, I just think it's, it's been raised in a very nice, healthy way. Cause it's 100% natural. Because it's 100% natural. Do you know what 100% natural actually means? I don't. It means that it's not, it has, it's minimally processed. Minimal, which means what? You don't have any wood pulp mixed. No wood pulp. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how it's raised. It has to do with what it looks like in the package. Yeah. So is it a cut? Is it like a drumstick or a whole chicken, or is it a oh, chicken really? nugget? Oh, I see. So it's like when you're saying process, you're meaning like literally like cut like, up. Yeah. No, and cut ups okay, but gotcha. is it like it can't be a chicken it can't nugget. be like a dinosaur shaped chicken nugget. Oh wow. Okay. That's gotcha. what it means. And it feels like to me that like. And it, this is a, as we're having this conversation, and we're talking about definitions of food. Yeah, and I and even just me going back to us talking about the difference between your chicken and kind of the average Walmart chicken right. I might get. Uh, what? So it feels like to me, if I'm wanting to regulate food, and I'm wanting to do it from a position of the people, right? Not trying to make a farmer rich or a farmer poor or whatever. Uh, I am going to part of my gauge of it is going to be on the health quality of the product, not just on the things they did to it. Right. Right. I'm going to be able to look at your chicken. I'm going to weigh fat content. I'm going to take a sample and see if there's any chemicals or unhealthiness to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, I, I, my assumption would be like your eggs that are harder to crack I mean, it just feels. But I mean, you don't eat the shell. You don't eat the shell, but but I mean, so you got to. I'm I'm assuming they're harder to crack because the shell is healthier. 
and the yolk is nice and is is thicker. Yeah, Yeah. I'm assuming that equates to health, and I'm assuming and I'm assuming health equates to more nutrients, right, in the food. When you say health, you mean the health of the chicken. The health of the chicken. So I'm saying that's a healthier. My assumption is it's a healthier egg. Yeah, because of the you know the the strength of that shell and because of the color of the yolk. The yolk's a nice you know orange. Yeah, nice deep orange kind of color. On the yolk, you know something crazy. On the yolk, yeah. What? This is like this is little minutia that we get into with farming. Yeah. When you crack our eggs up and you put a bunch in there, like you're making scrambled eggs, all the yolks are a little different. Oh yeah, like they're different color. Like some are more orange because you know Becky the hen is like I really like the clover. Somebody else doesn't like clover because they're eating different things. They're eating different things, and so they get different amount of vitamins and the clo- gotcha. uh, it's like xanthanil yeah. and that. Um, so again, to go back, so my assumption would be that like I can test that egg, yeah. and I'm going to find a greater variation of minerals, or you know, I mean, yeah, the, the he- I'm going to be able to tangibly measure the health of that egg yeah. and the health of that chicken. No, and not not that the chicken was healthy, but that it's giving me nutrients. Right. Right. Uh, that to me should be part of the process of grading things. Yeah. Does but you sense? know, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. No, I'd what, rather you lie. You won't. And I want to go back to the egg thing because there's something pretty funny about that. The, the yolk thing. But like, if I'm going to be honest, yeah. like the nutritional difference is not that much different between a chicken raised in a conventional system really? and ours. There is now there are differences. Yeah. But if you're talking about like I need to feed my family. So okay, so think like about it's not a big now, the way the animal is processed and enters into the food system from the farm, that can make a huge difference. That's the biggest part. That so can be, okay, yeah. no, no no I want to go back to that you saying it's not there is there is a nutritional difference but it's not insane like what about for just sustain like i know for short term my kid's going to get energy for the day if he has the cheap walmart eggs and he has your eggs right, right? your eggs might taste a little better right uh they might i don't know whatever but but if you consistently ate good sustainably raised foods right whole foods didn't have processed foods, didn't have, you know, cheap chicken right. eggs. Uh, would like, I, what's the long-term effects of that on, on, on your health? That to me would be yeah. what I would be interested. I mean, I get that you can yeah. like, you can, you can eat an MRE, your body will handle it yeah. and you'll, and you'll be fine. Yeah. But if you do that long-term, it can't be as healthy as it, as it, as it can be. Yeah. But you know, some of that too, I think there's a bit of confounding muddling there. Because, like, someone that cares about that stuff cares about health. So they're not going to go get a bucket of chicken, <laughs> fried chicken, and eat that for yeah. dinner with yeah. a, you know. But I guess to me, and, and if, if I'm doing I'm, a terrible sales job for my it, product. I know you right are. Now, you know, are. But which, I, that's, that's honesty. But, like, but so if, you, if you're kind of trying to create a food system that's for the people. Right. Right. Then to me, you're going to move towards maybe not exactly what you do, because what you do is pretty intense, yeah. my guess, yeah. but something closer to what you do. Yeah. Uh, and something to where it's that's 90% of the food as opposed to it being 5% of the yeah. food. That's that's yeah. that you have five percent is very generous. Yeah, two percent that you have access still to. probably pretty generous. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I would want to see 
uh, hey, I, I want to see this egg has, you know, 25% more yeah. whatever. But but the thing that we're looking at, Zach, is, see, that's where you can't, food just, it's who we are. It's, it's, it, it's, food is humanity. Yeah. Like you can't have it without, and how we raise it, it's such a basic level thing. It, it, it just affects everything. You can't yeah. compartmentalize it because what you're talking about, yeah, is good. But I say just decentralize that puppy, make it inefficient because what you're also doing is there's all kinds of other stuff. When you, whenever you centralize, especially livestock or, or even vegetable production, um, grain production in that you cause all kinds of other problems <laughs> from envi- the environmental stuff, the financial stuff, the, um, you know, pest control, but also labor. Yeah. You, but you decentralizing know. would be a step towards doing what I just said to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I but mean, it, yeah. And it would. So if you, if you, if you took the system now and moved it towards greater sustainability and where, more farms were closer to what you're doing. Yeah. You would decentralize. You would. You'd have to. Yeah. 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 So you, that, that's, that's a one of step the things towards what I was saying. Actually, what's something really interesting in my industry, which is the pastured poultry, Purdue, you know, Purdue Farms, when mm-hmm. they're kind of like Tyson or George's, one of the largest. Yeah. So there was kind of a flagship, and this is all like friends of mine that we're still trying to sort out what this means relationally. So there, there was a, a friend of mine. There are several brothers in California called Pasture Bird. He's a military vet. Got back. They started. They grew huge, like 200,000 chickens a year on pasture. That's like a scale larger than mine. They're the largest, one of the others. The other would be White Oak in Georgia. So they're they're up there. They're trucking along. They're huge. They get bought out by Purdue. And we still don't know what this means because a lot of it's kind of obscured and they're not really being super opaque, but and Purdue is the one that announced it. We don't know if it was accidental or what, but they kind of Purdue did this buyout of the largest pasture poultry farm, and it's in Southern California called Pasture Bird. Now the biggest pasture poultry producer in the United States is also the biggest conventional producer of poultry. So it's like, so it, it, there's, and, and they're going to try to scale it, but who knows what, I mean, like, it's just kind of for our industry, it's like hell just froze over. <laughs> like it's, really? but, but you have to see what it gives them. It gives them, look at how awesome we are. All their marketing will be that it'll be like less yeah. than 1%. And I don't know why they did it, but yeah, you know, like it just, it, it's just kind of flipped our world upside down mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it, you know, but I would argue that to do things how we do it, and we don't do it the best. Yeah, you know, it's there's only a certain size you can get. Yeah, you know, and and maybe I could get bigger. You know, and but you know, personally, I just don't want to. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like that's what God has for me. Um, because my like these are discussions we have on the farm we've had recently. You know, there's only so much one man can do. And so we'd have to start aggregating, which would mean people would have to start growing for me and I purchase their products, especially you see this on when people go national and they ship. And I, I don't think that's just personally the path for me and it doesn't really interest me. Yeah. It's the best way to make money because you're taking all the risk out of farming. Like I'm just paying you for a product yeah, and then I'm putting my label on it. Yeah. And in fact, I do that 
quality control up. would seem really tough. Like you would have to go in and, I mean, if you were really intense about that, you would have to go in and it's like, all based say, on trust. this is how yeah. we're, you have to do it. But it's all based on trust. Name. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's all based on trust. And I, I know, yeah, it's, it gets super sketch, super quick. <laughs> yeah. That, the only way to me, you would do that with, I mean, not you, but I mean, somebody yeah. would do that with the, with the quality and just thinking about you guys with, with how you guys do things and the quality you do it from and the painstakingly yeah. uh, intensity that you guys do things. You would have to like hire people to go in and like oh, do yeah. random checks and you know what I mean? It would be more than a full-time job just managing that. Yeah. 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 And, 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 the, and, and probably you would upset those growers so much yeah. that they wouldn't. Well, and who takes the loss when there's a loss? You know, when someone makes a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. that's a, but but you, when it all circles back, the real proof is in the pudding, you mm -hmm. know, or in the poultry. Yeah. So the real proof, it, the, the reason that, like what I, poultry. yeah, what I tell people is don't buy it because of all the healthy stuff. If you want to, that's fine. We use non-GMO feed, that kind of stuff. Um, Why do we buy it then? Oh, because it tastes good. Or because local ag is something that you value, yeah, you know, like because we don't run out of stuff, yeah, you know, because of COVID or mm -hmm. ice storms or you know we're here, so like uh, yeah, you know, during COVID we've had customers that can't get out, and so we deliver to their doorstep, yeah, you know, and put it in their cooler and that, yeah. But we've had customers for ten years that we supply that buy our stuff weekly, you know, from grocery stores or that. Um, but you know, I, I say. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you all the health claims and that. That's for you to look into. But just try our product. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, go find something else. Yeah, you know, it's like for me, I, I shouldn't. We we shouldn't have to convince you or trick yeah. you. And that I think that's one of the the differences on the individual level in sustainable ag is there's just that transparency and that honesty. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have lawyers dictating terms and that's what labeling is. It's labeling. It takes the place and certifications take the place of the relationship. And a big part of sustainable ag is that social tie, which is relationship, you know, um, when it comes to farming, if that makes sense. So I don't need labels and this has been my philosophy. I'm not going to pay money into, our prices are already high enough. I feel for the people we want our, to get our chicken to, but I'm not going to pay like to have something where you could just drive by and see it, or we could have a farm tour, or you can call me and, and talk to me, you know, and now we do a lot of that stuff electronically now with our website. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm having to be developed in to tell our story that way. But you know, if we're liars in this region, we, we wouldn't be here, you know, and there, there is a driver. It holds us accountable because, uh, you know, cause we're neighbors <laughs> to people. Literally we've got people, our restaurants, we have restaurants that are less than three miles from the farm or so, but as a crow flies, you, you know, so it's, we're just, we're part of the community and we have to act accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. What restaurants do you guys pro, uh, provide for in the community? It's, it's always, I don't want to, you know, jinx anything with COVID. <laughs> Vetro would be the big one. We, and we've taken, you know, we, yeah. we've, we've done Vetro's there. Vetro's great. Vetro's awesome. They're doing duck right now. Duck. 
Alan's been doing duck. I love some vetro duck. <laughs> yeah. Farmer's table would be another one really Farmer's close to table. one of our farms. Nice. Um, and these are all in Fayetteville. Um, uh, Ozark natural foods. They've been doing our stuff for a long time. Vetra's mm. our oldest customer. We've been serving them over 10 years. Really? Yeah. Like a case of chicken a week, occasionally a case of ducks, Yeah, you know, boom. And then, Preacher Sun up in Bentonville, we do that. Uh, the Hive in Bentonville. For a long time, we did Oven and Tap, but COVID kind of knocked that around. We've had several go out of business because of COVID. Really, Prelude would would be one up in on Dixon Street in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much been interesting. It's been Bentonville and Fayetteville. If yeah. you're familiar with the Northwest Arkansas region, yeah, and Bentonville is because of Walmart. I mean, that's Walmart money. That's why. That's why those yeah those restaurants are there. And I don't cast like stones at the poultry industry or all that because I mean to be honest, we're tied into that. I get my chicks because mm-hmm. like that drives my cost down because I catch a chick truck heading to or like yeah. Indiana yeah. every week, you know. So we're able to get. I just wish like when we were talking about the food stuff, I just wish it was more trustworthy. Yeah, right. I mean, that to me is the like if I was and if I was going to change one thing, it would just be. Just be honest on the packaging. Yeah. Like, be honest and don't be misleading. Yeah. Like, just say what it is. But then you wouldn't pay the price they want you to pay. Well, then that's th- that's their issue, right? Well, it's, technically, it's your issue. It's my, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's like, yeah. like, provide the product that you say you're providing. Yeah. And, like, that to me would be... If, I mean, I know you talked about breaking it down from the top and not as decentralized. Yeah. That's super important. I, I, I get how that's important to increase. That to me would increase quality. Yeah. Uh, in the in the long term. Yeah. Uh, but right now, to me, it just seems super simple and common sense. Just freaking be honest. Yeah. You know, just say this is what it is. Yeah. This is olive oil, and olive oil is olive oil. Yeah. It's not. You right. Know, it's not 25. Other. And if it's 25% olive oil, great. Put it on there. Yeah. Say this but is 25% olive oil, yeah. 75% vegetable oil, and a little bit of perfume to make yeah. it smell like olive oil. Then yeah. tell me what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and the same thing with with chicken and the same yeah. thing with eggs and the same thing with all that stuff. Just say what it is and then trust the consumer to make a decision and then you shift. Yeah. What's What's really interesting, my personal story on that, so imagine a big, like where you buy organics. I'm not going to say the name because yeah. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, but a big place where you go to buy all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, You know, gotcha. they built one of those in our region. I'm not even going to say in our town, but in our region, in our region. one was built okay. uh, years back. And they were, you know, they try to source local. So they, I got a call and and I was like, well, I just don't think it's going to work. Like, and I'm really busy and they're like, oh no, no. So they came out because they'd heard about us. They knew we were selling to Ozark natural foods who was in the market. So they can't, they come out, the lady comes out and she's super nice. She's like, at least they came out. Yeah. They came out to see it and talk and she walked out and she, she looked at our farm. Mm -hmm. She was like, this is gorgeous and we walked around and she's like you move these birds every day i'm like oh yeah yeah you know, you know we moved them there she's like this is amazing and uh and we came to the end and she she and i were looking the sun was setting kind of or starting to go down so it's really pretty with the sky and yeah. there's a mountain in the this is just a beautiful moment it's like a, like a hallmark disney film. yeah yeah and so it's uh so we're sitting there and it's like so we're talking and i'm like 
this will never work, will it? And she went, no. <laughs> Just because of cost like, or because of the amount you guys can no, provide? No, it's because we can't fit into their system. Like, like in what, like why? I would need all these certifications. I would need all the, I mean, I would have to spend so much money and my farm just, it, we're a square pit. Well, like we're, we're a square pig trying to fit into a round hole. Mm-hmm. Like, even though that is she, the comment was made, this is exactly what our customers want. Yeah. But we can, and it never is exactly work. what they want. And it's what they think they're getting. They ask what they think. That's exactly true. <laughs> but there's no loading docks across the Creek farm. I mean, like there's no houses. There's no like. But the, okay. So part of that issue is is their issue right they just need to shift a little bit no if, but, if they're but recognizing they make, that, but they make but it, more money they yeah, make the I mean, same yeah, amount of absolutely. money absolutely yeah. i get it but like they but i mean at some point in that process they've got to recognize that i mean they flexibility has to be yeah. built in there a little bit or or is it is it their responsibility and and, and I totally get what you're saying because I mean it frustrates me at times. I mean, to be honest, I, heck, I mean I would say, or is it, or is it the consumer's responsibility? Well, it's a shared responsibility, but yeah. they have as much responsibility right, right. as the consumer does, yeah. in my perception. Now, yeah. I mean, you could even go, and I don't understand the dynamics. I mean, do you have a responsibility to get those? And I would say no, actually, no. I mean, I get no sense that you have a responsibility to get these whatever certifications you'd have to get. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's one. I'm going to say it's their responsibility. Yeah. And it should be theirs. I, I know. But I'm, we live no, in the world. No, should be. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's their responsibility yeah. and the consumer's responsibility yeah. equally. It's the consumer's responsibility to know what they're eating and to hold places accountable for what they're doing. Yeah. And it's their responsibility to do it. I mean, she said, this is what our customers want. Yeah. And knowingly didn't do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't tell me that's not their responsibility. Yeah. Like, it is their responsibility, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but, it's also but the their customers are happy because they think they're getting... So it like, doesn't well, matter. So going back to the yeah, egg yolks. What's that have to do with anything? When, when we went to the <laughs> egg yolks, right? <laughs> yeah. We were talking, you know, how mine are different. Go and buy, you open up a, a carton of eggs from the or- fancy organic... Yeah. More than ours. Mm-hmm. Pretty packaging. Pretty packaging. All that. All the trendy hipster Your packaging stuff. packaging is kind of boring. I it mean, is. Let's just it be is. honest. Because more packaging costs more money. <laughs> 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 and I sell out of everything anyways. <laughs> so why would I pay more money to entertain you, Zach? That's what Netflix is for. So you can realize you're drinking perfume and you're all <sighs> That's over. That's true. That's but when true. you go to those eggs. Are you when not you entertained? I Apparently go ahead. Go you're ahead. not. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I just continue. Need a nap. I will but, stop. Yeah, no, go for it. <laughs> um, and so, like, when you crack open those fancy eggs, that's right. It's really hard for me not to say names right now. When you crack fancy open all eggs. these eggs, yeah, you crack open these eggs, crack, 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 and all the eggs are beautiful orange, mm-hmm. glowing, like man. But then you notice when you, if you crack them all, they are all the exact same, uh, same shade of orange. Oh. Interesting. And do you know I, why I, that I is? Why I, now, I, I see how we're going full circle When here. you think orange egg means that's orange from all the good stuff they're eating on pasture. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes our, our yolks aren't orange because like in the winter, where's the chicken getting the green grass, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still forging some, but 
in spring they're like almost red you know like yeah. in a in an appetizing way that may seem a little <laughs> but like, appetizing yeah red so how is it that when you buy these other pasture-raised organic paid more than spence's eggs yeah. well look spence they're oranger than yours and they're all uniform well there's no uniformity when you're working with nature yeah. nature's like a rocket ride that you're strapped onto are they just feeding the eggs the same thing or what what are they doing marigold petals marigold petals they oh, will to, to, so there's no actual so okay so is that basically the 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 equivalent of like food coloring yeah. like <laughs> it's exactly what it is <laughs> But it's a, but you can get it certified organic. You so you feed so many pounds marigolds. of organ of of marigold petal oh my per ton of feed mix to produce the co- the right shade of orange that yeah. you want. Yeah. Boom. The consumer wanted orange eggs because they associate problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Marigolds. And it costs and the marigold us, farmer loves it. It too. costs us three cents a dozen to do, and we charge. We advertise our orange yolks. We have the pastures, so now we make two dollars more a dozen. Ka-ching. No CEO ever got no. When the CEO gets hi- fired or retained, like for these million dollar guys, they never go. Bob, you lost a boatload of money, but you did good for the environment, so we're going to keep you on, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, Spence. Let's wrap this up. Uh, this has been a good conversation. Uh, if you were just to kind of to those out there to those consumers out there, what do they need to do? Like, what is some advice you have? It's whatever their values are. You know, like we have people, Carla, uh, my wife, one time, she had someone who was like a VP of like one of these, not Walmart, but you know, there's all these up in Bentonville, there's all where Walmart headquarters are. Walmart has every company that does business with them. They have to have an office and that. So she had someone that was like a VP of something or another from one of these companies mm-hmm. that was saying, I'd really like to buy your chicken, but it's too expensive. Drives an Audi. <laughs> drives an yeah, Audi. Yeah, I, I don't know. She drives an Audi, <laughs> but like makes a ton of money. She could afford your chicken. And and she's complaining to price, wanting a discount. And and we have people that are like, just, we pull up and they're, they live in modest houses. Yeah. They have kids. They have normal jobs. They're not wealthy. Yeah. They have one vehicle. And it's just what their values are. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's like, what do you value, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think people should do whatever their values are, you know? You know? So um, if you want to buy from us, we're here. If not, you know, just lay off the cheeseburgers and do some running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what I'm going to tell people to do is go buy Across the Creek Farm chicken. www.acrossthecreekfarm.com <laughs> Go listen to Spence's podcast. What's the podcast called? Uh, the Fighting Farmer Podcast. The Fighting Farmer Podcast. Good stuff in good stuff inside of that. Yeah. Uh, go like Across the Creek Farm on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Not doing much Facebook these days. Not doing much Facebook. Yeah, just you put a ton of work into it, and no one ever sees it. So yeah, I hear that. I, I I've heard that as a consistent theme. People moving away from from Facebook. Yeah, it's been years. We're I just still. Kinda... We're really looking forward to the Across the Creek Farm TikTok. TikTok. Isn't that illegal now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Didn't I get banned? I did not get banned. Hey, yeah. I'm on. Uh, there's a PBS show I'm on. I haven't seen it because I don't have the cable subscription. When is that? Is it already out? It's called. Mo- yeah, it's called Modern Pioneering. Modern Pioneering. Yeah, with this is it Georgia. On, it's on PBS. Something. Yeah, PBS. So go and, check that out. Yeah, it's like the Know Your Roots episode. 
Gotcha. Because the, they did one over the Roots Festival and they came and saw us. Okay, cool. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, go check out all these restaurants that that do across the Creek Farm. Vetro. Uh, they may shut them down because of COVID soon, but yeah. Go if anyway. You get a chance. Go yeah. anyway. COVID go get some not. duck from Alan. Say, Chef Alan, Chef, I want some duck. Say, go go to Vetro. Go to what were the ones again? Say the say the restaurants. Hive, Preacher's Hive, Hive, Farmer's Preacher Table, Sun, Farmer's Table. Yeah, all these Just places. Just buy directly. If you if you order online, Carla, my wonderful wife, that everybody loves Carla so much more than me. I mean, I, I yeah, it's true. I, like, <laughs> I, I totally accept it. She sells chicken. I do not sell chicken. And go to the website. You can order it if you're if you're locally. How how far do you guys deliver? Just Bentonville, Fayetteville, Springdale, City Man, Limits. You guys around. deliver to houses in Bentonville. Oh yeah, that's pretty intense. Bentonville. If you're if you're Northwest Arkansas, Saturdays. for the most part, at least try. And you're like, hey, let's go fishing on Saturday, and I'm like, I'm packing orders. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so guys, go check all that stuff out. And I would just say, be aware. Be yeah. aware of packaging. Be aware of what you're eating. We had the episode where we brought Doctor Lofton in, and we spoke about. He buys move, my. He likes my wings. Yeah, Doctor Lofton likes the wings. Moving towards real food, uh, and so I think that, and you know, in our society, we're surrounded by fake processed foods, and you get in a hurry, and we, and we we talked about it. You're at a basketball game, and you don't you taking the kids to the game, and yeah. you're, you're in a jam. So it's it's almost impossible. It's not. It's almost impossible. Yeah. To eat fully like real whole foods yeah. constantly. Yeah. Just but do I think. The best you can. But I think you've got to. We all. I think to me, a kind of a goal for our family is just moving towards more, like trying to increase the 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 quant the, the quantity of actual real yeah. foods that we eat and reducing processed foods as much as possible. There's a there. You know, pretty much if your grandma wouldn't know how to eat it or what it is. Yeah. And not because of like, you know, it's an ethnic food. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like, that, like that, that was yeah, you know, we'll give that out there. <laughs> Grandma doesn't know what fish sauce is. Okay. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Fair she grew enough. up in Kansas in the depression, <laughs> but if they wouldn't know what it is. Like go yeah, move away or, or the yogurt in a squeeze. Oh yeah. Tube. Gogurt. Yeah. 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 Man, we're going to get, you're going to, Getting, you get the lawsuits. Lots of lawsuits. I'll, 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 I'll take them. Come at me. You take them. Come, Come at, at me, big, bro. Big food. Come at uh, me, big yogurt. So anyway, guys, so just again, this whole kind of theme of moving towards greater health, being more aware of, of where we're at. And this and nothing we talked about is new. Like there's probably 10 documentaries on Netflix oh, yeah. that talk about this same yeah. stuff. So this is just an, another conversation and, and some more perspectives on it. And those of you guys that are local, uh, maybe give you some resources as far as checking out across the creek uh or or if any farmers out there you know yeah. give spence a call but you know and it, i would one last thing zach on this yeah do would it. just be that it's this isn't this is one segment but you see this everywhere right mm -hmm. like you see it um i don't know where where would you see these kind of things you would see it in the education system oh, yeah. falling apart you would see it in the food system you see it in just just everywhere you go, there's deception. Everywhere you go, you know, it's less cost, the value over profits or the prison system. You, you, you know, like, yeah. I mean, this is just one small part. And it's just like you said, you just have to be like panoptically aware of your life. Yeah. 
boom. Yep. I like that it. makes me sound smart. That's yeah. in there for us. We better quickly end it. Yeah, then. quick, quick, quick. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, as always, go like Point Momentum as well. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Give us five stars on on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Wherever you listen, subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us a nice little comment. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Check back for future episodes. And as always, send in any feedback or questions to Zach at pointmomentum.com. Have a good day.